0: Trinity Law School. The following program is sponsored by Reaching Hearts
1: Ministries. Welcome to Reaching Your Heart. Pastor Michael Oxenteco's message today is the conclusion to the message we started yesterday, entitled, The Beast from the Sea. Remember, our telephone number is 877-788-5371, 877 788 5371 feel free to call that telephone number at any time. If you would stay with me for just a few seconds after the program ends today, I have some other very important information I'd like to pass along to you. Don't forget our phone number, it's 877 788 877 Here now is our pastor teacher, Michael Oxentenko.
2: The beast from the sea has a pre-existence just like Jesus did before he came as God's Messiah and Christ for his three-and-a-half-year ministry. Christ was not non-existent before he came to this earth. He was present in the Old Testament trying to affect events and doing so to bring about his own incarnation. So it is with the beast. Christ was here in the world before he came to minister for his three-and-a-half years as Messiah and Christ. So the beast as Antichrist has a pre-existence in the world as the world kingdom order before he comes for three and a half prophetic years to mess up the church that Jesus died for and to place himself between Jesus and the people of God. Christ is the pattern for the beast's lifespan journey as Antichrist. Take your Bibles, turn to John 1, verse 10. Now here is the pattern, Jesus. He, Jesus, was in the world. How many of you see that? Where was Christ? What does it say? In the world. The world was made through him. Now, when Adam and Eve sinned, he didn't just leave. He hung around. He had created the world. He was in it. Yet the world knew him what? Not. So he was unrecognized in most of the Old Testament era. He came to his own home. So at one point, he was assigned to Israel. And his own people did what? Received him not. Now, look at 1 John 4, 2, and 3. John is talking about the Antichrist. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit which confesses that Jesus has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit which does not confess Jesus is not of God. This is the Spirit of Antichrist of which you had heard that he was coming. Now, where John is saying, listen, I wrote the book of Revelation. This is probably written after it. And you've heard that the Antichrist is coming in the future during that 42 months, that time, times, and inviting times. But he says, but Now it is in the world already. In other words, the Antichrist has a pre-existence before he shows up for his ministry phase as Antichrist to tear down the church. Just as Christ had a pre-existence before he showed up for his three-and-a-half-year ministry to build up the church. John is recognizing that fact. John is saying that the Antichrist replicates Christ's pre-existence, his incarnation, and the like. He was there already because the Antichrist, in principle, belongs to the world order. How is that possible? Jesus was in the world before he came as Christ or Messiah. We've learned that. The beast as Antichrist is the world kingdom system. John very clearly identifies the beast, Revelation thirteen one, as the world kingdom order. 1 John 4, 4 and 5. Little children, you are of God, and you have overcome them. For he that is in you is greater than he who is where? What does it say? Who is in the world. They are of the world. He means those who belong to the Antichrist. They're of the world. Therefore, what they say is of the world, and the world listens to them. The spirit of the world is the spirit of Antichrist, which takes the place of the Holy Spirit, which was in Jesus and can be given to you. Friend, if you are a believer, Jesus' spirit is in you, and the spirit of the world is not in you. If you are not a believer, then the spirit of Antichrist lives in you instead of the spirit of Jesus Christ. The devil created the world kingdom order to take the place of Jesus Christ. And in the Middle Ages, it was the fusion of the church state system. It was the counterfeit of Jesus' three-and-a-half-year ministry. It was a 42-prophetic-month period, which is three-and-a-half years, prophetically speaking, in which this power persecuted and tore down the church of Jesus just like Jesus, the Antichrist has a preexistence in the pagan world order. The beast from the sea is in every way Antichrist. Revelation 1, 17 and 18. Speaking of Jesus, when I saw Jesus, I fell at his feet as though dead, but he laid his right hand upon me saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am the living one. Now notice what it says next. I died, and behold, I am what? Alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and of Hades. For Christ to be God's Messiah, he must live. He must have a ministry of three and a half years. And then he must die. And then to complete his journey as Messiah, he must come to life, right? The same is true for the Antichrist. He will replicate the preexistence, the life, the ministry of Jesus, the death of Jesus in a deadly wound. And as a world kingdom order, it comes back in resurrection power at the time of the end to assail God's people. So four concepts emerge in Revelation 13, 3, and 4. Let's look at them. Number one, the beast is a kingdom that claims universal religious authority over the world. The whole earth followed the beast. In the Middle Ages, there was one church. It was called the Universal Church. It was fused with the state. Number two, the beast receives his authority from the dragon. In Revelation 12, 10 and Daniel 7, 14, Jesus receives his authority from God the Father. I mean, Christ told his disciples in Matthew 28, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. The dragon is for the beast, What God the Father is the Jesus Christ. The dragon fathered the beast, which is the Antichrist, the world kingdom order. The beast is Antichrist. The kingdom of this world is his child. Number three. Men worship the beast and the dragon together as if they were God. In the Middle Ages, you had the church and the state as one big beast system. In the New Testament, people worship God the Father and God the Son because they're God. And they leave the secular state out of it. They worship Jesus alone and God the Father. In the context, the beast has taken the place of the Son of God and the dragon has usurped the place of God the Father. And that's what happened in the world kingdom order of the Middle Ages. Number four... The beast makes war. In Revelation nineteen eleven twelve. 12, Jesus makes war at the end against the beast. Then I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And the one who sat upon it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. And the beast was captured, and with it the false prophet, who in its presence had worked the signs by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped its image. Revelation thirteen five to 7 And the beast was given a mouth, uttering haughty and blasphemous words, and was allowed to exercise authority for how long? What does the Bible say? Forty-two months. Now, how many years is forty-two months? Do the math. Come on, get your pencils out. What? Three and a half. Christ had a ministry for how many years? Three and a half. In this time period, this forty-two months, which is also considered twelve hundred and sixty days, One day is a year, so we're talking about a period of over a thousand years. But it's symbolic of a replication of Jesus' three-and-a-half-year ministry. The role of the beast is to tear down the church, to destroy faith in the Bible, to assault God's law, to destroy the gospel in the church, to get people looking at priests and prelates and the pontiffs of the church instead of Jesus Christ who is the real head of the church. Verse 6, it opened its mouth to utter blasphemies against God. Blaspheming, His name, His dwelling, that is those who dwell in heaven. It is not about heaven, it's about the world, this beast. It was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them, and authority was given it over every tribe and people and tongue and nation. It was a universal system in the medieval world. It claimed to be the universal church-state fusion. The beast of Revelation 13 is described with the imagery of the little horn of Daniel 7 that we've already mentioned, as well as the little horn of Daniel 8. The little horn in Daniel represents the church state system of the Middle Ages that ruled from 538 to 1798. The world kingdom order, which is the beast, became Christian in the Middle Ages. Now, who would have thought that the great scandal of Christianity is that the Christian church without Christ in it, because it rejects the Word of God, could morph into a church-state fusion in the Middle Ages that is identified in Revelation 13 as the Antichrist. Who would have thought such a thing? But that's exactly what happened. The world kingdom order, which is the beast, became Christian in the Middle Ages. It came as a Christian church state. And people thought that this church and the state, especially the church component, could give you eternal life through the sacraments. And so they looked away from the cross of Christ, the ministry of Jesus in the heavenly sanctuary. In Revelation 13, 5, the beast is given a mouth. In Daniel 7, 8, the little horn was given a mouth. The beast exercises authority for 42 months, which is a time, times and dividing of times, three and a half prophetic years, or 1260 days, meaning years. In Daniel 7, the little horn exercises authority to persecute for a time, times and dividing times. Same thing, the little horn of Daniel 7, the beast, they're doing the same thing. The little horn looks like the son of man in Daniel 7, 13, but he's not. He looks like a man, but he's not the son of man. He has his symbolic and prophetic three and a half year ministry to tear down the church, but he's not Christ, he's antichrist. he's not building what Jesus built. He's breaking it down. In Revelation 13, 6, the beast attacks God's temple in heaven and those who belong to it. In Daniel 8, 10, and 11, the little horn attacks the sanctuary and the host that worship there. In Revelation 13, 7, the beast makes war with the saints. In Daniel 7, 21, the little horn makes war with the saints until the judgment sits in heaven and removes the power of this horn. There's no missing it. The beast of Revelation 13 is that little horn. It is the church-state kingdom of the Middle Ages. It is built upon the pre-existence of the pagan world. And it comes into existence out of the Roman Empire, out of the divisions of the Roman Empire, to destroy the church of Jesus Christ in the Middle Ages. In Revelation 13:8, there's a choice between the beast and the lamb. And you cannot worship them both at the end of time. Now, I have a dog named Smokey. How many of you are aware of Smokey? How many of you have seen Smokey? Smokey is a different kind of dog. Avalanche was a little mean. Smokey is as nice as they can get. You see, Smokey has Siberian Husky, which in and of itself would not be a good thing as a house pet. But he has Blue Healer. He has this sheepdog mix in him. And I was watching him the other day as I was trying to write this sermon. He's more like a sheepdog. We have cats in the house, and you would think that the dog would try to destroy the cats. Not so in the Oxentenko house. At last, there is peace. Smokey will chase those cats through the house to herd them. And as I was working on my sermon, Hunter's kind of figured out. He's the old cat that's smart and savvy. Hunter's figured out, and Hunter will sit on a chair, and I watched him after the chase. Smokey came up to Hunter and licked Hunter on the cheek. Like that. And Hunter just kind of looked at him and nodded his head. I don't want to follow a beast. I want to follow something that's gentle, right? I want to follow the lordship of Jesus Christ. The world is oppressive in the life. Christ is a lamb. And so the beast in our house is more like a lamb, thank goodness. But you know, the world kingdom system is not like a lamb. It's just a beast. It's out to get you. It's out to push you and pressure you. Revelation 13, 8, and all who dwell on the earth will worship it. In other words, there'll come a time in world history when everybody just does what the state says, no matter what God's word says, they just go along and they do it. Everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the lamb that was slain. In Revelation thirteen three: the beast receives a deadly wound, but its wound is healed, and the whole world wonders after the beast. For 1260 years, 42 prophetic months, the beast was a church-state system that ruled in Europe as the Antichrist. Most Christians today are looking for the Antichrist to come in the future. You hear that? When the Antichrist comes, he may be in charge of the United Nations. They have this series called the Left Behind series. What's the name of the Antichrist? Is that Nikolai or something like that, where he's trying to single great individual. The Antichrist is not a person. The Antichrist is a world kingdom order in which the church and the state united in the Middle Ages to destroy the truth of God, to destroy the Bible, to take down the Christian church. And the Bible teaches that that system is coming back in some form at the end. For 1260 years, the beast operated in this fashion. The Holy Roman Empire was a church and state fusion in the Middle Ages. The 1260 years started in 538 when the siege of Rome lifted and the beast received his throne from the dragon. The throne of Rome became Satan's throne. In time, it became the throne of the beast because he gave it to this new order. And the 1260 years ended in 1798 when the French general Berthier at the command of Napoleon seized the city of Rome. He took Pius VI into captivity where he died. And it fulfilled scripture. In Revelation 13.10, it says the one who took God's church into captivity, to captivity he goes. And to the month... From the spring of 538 to the spring of 1798, the armies of the French came into Rome, besieged the city, took the pontiff of Rome into captivity, and the word of God was fulfilled. The one who leads into captivity, Revelation 13.10, to captivity he goes. The beast received the deadly wound in 1798 in the French Revolution. When the world kingdom order collapsed, when the church of Rome lost its power, in 1806 the Holy Roman Empire dissolved, in 1815, they tried to create stability at the Congress of Vienna, but it failed. The great revolutions of 1848 gave us nationalism in Europe. World War I, World War II, the war on terror are proof that there is not yet a world kingdom order like the one that existed in the Middle Ages. In Revelation 13, the Bible predicts the return of the beast from the sea to global power just before Jesus returns. That means a world kingdom order is coming back from the dead to persecute God's people. But it's different than the one in the Middle Ages. The harlot rides the beast. The harlot is not fused to the beast. You can't say the beast is the harlot at the end. The harlot is in control of a world kingdom order. Revelation 17 is very clear about that. That means a world kingdom order is coming back from the dead to persecute God's people who keep the commandments of God and who have the testimony of Jesus. In Revelation 13, the beast from the sea hooks up with a lamb-like beast to administer the mark of the beast. And the lamb-like beast will become the prophet for the beast from the sea. He will become the John the Baptist, so to speak, or his Elijah that will bring the beast back to life. And when the beast lives again, when that world kingdom order reemerges, he will have completed his journey as Antichrist. The preexistence the Messiah ministry for 42 months, the deadly wound, and the resurrection from the dead. That was the journey of Christ. It is the journey of Antichrist. Friend, Jesus was resurrected on what day? What day was he resurrected on? You can't tell me that Sunday's not going to be a part of end-time events. Christ was resurrected on Sunday, and the beast from the sea will come back in exactly the same way Jesus came back. At the end, the beast from the sea, which is the Antichrist, will do everything he can to destroy the church of Jesus Christ. One last try at it. Why? Because true believers belong to the woman, which is the heavenly Jerusalem. They may be in the world, but they are not of it. Friend, the spirit of the world is incompatible with the spirit of Jesus Christ. But many Christians feel that they can belong to both the world and Jesus at the same time. Am I right or wrong? Okay, I'm right. It's not possible. A Florida judge approved a birth certificate for a baby girl and they listed three parents on the birth certificate. How many of you noticed that in the news? Unfathomable. The baby girl will one day grow up to discover that she has three parents according to the state of Florida. Her parents are a married lesbian couple and a gay man who contributed to her birth. Those are her parents. And God bless that little baby. Her birth certificate will include a biological father and both women as parents in a most unusual way three people on a birth certificate now friend god will not recognize a birth certificate that shares the name of the world and jesus christ at the same time there can only be one name for the father on that birth certificate we were either born through jesus christ or we aren't and everyone here was born into this world but friend unless you're born from above you will never live in the one to come the spirit of the world is the spirit of antichrist And we fight against Antichrist every day, don't we? What about that home entertainment system? Am I right or wrong? Well, quit fighting against it. If you've been fighting against it for five years, get rid of it. Because the spirit of the world will destroy your children, destroy your life. We got rid of ours after 9-11. We got one to watch the news. We could not control it. We got it out of the house. And my children spend their time with the Lord every day in their Bible because we replace that stuff with stuff that helps them grow in God. I'm tempted like you are. We had to get rid of it. What about the massive draw of the Hollywood industry? You know, the latest movie comes out and you're tempted to go watch it. Am I right? And you do? Friend, you got to sever with that stuff. You can't be in the world and connected to Jesus. You're either belonging to Christ or antichrist. And so we struggle with this in our life, and we hear voices in the Christian church saying, well, don't be picky about this. Don't be a legalist. This is not about legalism. It's about who is the Lord of your life. Are you born from above or born of the world? The spirit of the world is the spirit of Antichrist, and most people have been born of the world, and they are controlled by the spirit of the world. Do you live to make money and stuff it away in some hole so you can use it for nothing but your retirement? Or are you committed to the cause of God in your life? Your retirement matters. I'm not saying it doesn't. But where are you at? Where are your priorities at? As believers, we don't need to conform to the world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds in Jesus. The choice is Christ or Antichrist. Am I right? Jesus made the world, and that means Jesus comes first, not the beast. That means Jesus has the right to rule in your life as the Lord of your life. But I ask you the question, is Jesus' name on your birth certificate Or are you trying to have the world and Jesus on the same birth certificate at the same time? The two names are incompatible. Which name matters most to you, Christ or Antichrist? Jesus or the beast from the sea? John 1, 10 to 13. He, Jesus, was in the world. The world was made through him, yet the world knew him not. He, Jesus, came to his own home His own people received him not. We know right then and there that the world is not compatible with Jesus. But look in verse 12. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, God's name means God's law and God's character that gave us the Christ of the cross. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, it doesn't say to some, it says to all, does it not? That means the whosoever of John 3.16. That means the person who is weak in life, who receives Jesus. That person, it says, he gave power to become the children of God. He gave authority to become the children of God. You are by right a citizen of the universe that will last forever, of the heavenly Jerusalem. He gave power to become children of God. Who are they who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Friend, Jesus is the way to fill that definition, to be born of God. May this be so in your life and mine every day, without compromise until the last day. How many of you pray for the pastor here in this regard? Would you do that? I'm no different than you. I pray for you. And let's be fully committed about this thing. Let's make sure our birth certificate has the right name on it. And let's make sure that our commitments are sound. End time events are coming upon us. We have no reason to be compromised in our life. And let's love each other and hang on to the Lord who loved us most. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will bless every sincere heart here. Father, I'm not asking you to bless the strong in heart, the sincere heart. And Father, thank you that when sincerity becomes a prayer, when the weak get on their knees, when the life that has been broken and battered around and tossed about calls on your name, that you give power to become children of God, authority to receive the name of Jesus. And Father, it's that kind of person I'm praying for because that's the kind of person that's going to make it to heaven. I pray, Lord, for everyone who needs Jesus. May they have Him. May they hold on to Him. May they remove compromise from their life in every way. And Lord, may we stand on Zion's ground, never boasting of how good we are or how good we have become. May we stand there and sing the song of Moses, which means we believe in Your law but the song of the Lamb too, which means we believe that Jesus died for sinners like us. And Father, hold the heart that needs you into eternity and hold them today too. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Thanks for listening today. There you have it, today's broadcast entitled The Beast from the Sea. We finished this message today. We started it yesterday. And if you'd like to catch the entire broadcast, You can find it online at reachingyourheart.com. Don't forget our phone number if you have any questions about this broadcast or this ministry. It's 877-788-5371, 877-788-5371. If this broadcast has ministered to you, would you consider a financial contribution? The address here is Reaching Hearts International, 15300 Spencerville Court, Suite 201, Burtonsville, Maryland 20866 Once again, Reaching Hearts International 15300 Spencerville Court Suite 201 Burtonsville, Maryland 20866 And if you're in the Washington, D.C. area please stop by the worship service You can find directions online at reachingyourheart.com or feel free to call us at any time Once again, that telephone number 877-788-5371 877-788-5371. And don't forget, you can listen to any of these messages again in their entirety under the broadcast schedule there on the main page of reachingyourheart.com. Thanks for listening. And as always, we want you to know that we pray that God is reaching your heart.